the bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western Theater. your all-star Western Theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage, with songs and a story of the West. My name is Cottonseed Clark, and here are the Riders of the Purple Sage. Yippee-yay, yippee-oh, and a day home we go, for a cowboy has to sing, and a cowboy has to yell. Or his heart would break inside of him at the gate of the home corral. When he's two days born, I go riding. Yippee, 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 the sun in the hills goes hiding. Yippee, 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 Writers of the Purple Sage turn now to a song they figured you'd be liking to hear along about this time of day. They blend their fine western voices to a simple rendition of a very popular western song of today, That's How Much I Love You. Now if I had a nickel, I know just what I'd do. I'd spend it all for candy and I'd give it all to you. I'd spend it all for candy and I'd give it all to you. Cause that's how much I love you, baby. That's how much I love you. Now if you were a picture, I'd hang you on the wall. I'd sit where I could see you and I'd never move at all. I'd sit where I could see you and I'd never move at all. Cause that's how much I love you. That's how much I love you.
with pretty glossy fur. I'd pick you up and stroke you, and I'd listen to you purr. I'd pick you up and stroke you, and I'd listen to you purr. Cause that's how much I love you, baby. That's how much I love you. Now if you were a horsefly, and I an old gray mare, I'd stand and let you bite me, and I'd never move a hair. I stand and let you bite me, and I never move a hair. Cause that's how much I love you, baby. That's how much I love you, baby. All-Star Western Theater story time, and that means another adventure of the wide open spaces with our three singing stars, Four Willing, Al Chloe, and Jimmy Dean, the riders of the Purple Sage. Today's story, let's go back to the Old West. Back when the lack of conveniences and accommodation forced the cowboy into trials and hardships that were someday destined to become extinct when trucks, railroads, and modern invention would replace such labors. Our three riders of the Purple Sage, Foy, Al, and Jimmy, have just left headquarters of the Lazy Bar J Ranch where they've been working with a bit of news that could be weighed as either good or bad. Orders to start a cattle drive into Abilene, Kansas. If you ask me, it's going to be mighty hot driving that herd into Abilene this time of year. Oh, but think of all the fun we'll have when we get there. Well, beefing about it ain't going to help none. Well, we better check with that foreman and see if they've got the drive in shape to pull out. Well, about 4 o'clock in the morning, we better be ready to ride. The earlier, the better. Come on, let's get going so we can hit the hay as soon as possible. Man, that coffee really hits the spot. Yeah, you can just pour me another cup for saying that. Pour it yourself. Right now, I'd like to be in Spalding's Emporium in Abilene. Well, we got two days and nights of hard driving before you'll have that pleasure. Yeah. And don't forget what happened to you when we was in Abilene two years ago. Yeah, yeah and it happened in Spalding's Emporium. Uh, say, I wonder what ever become of her. Name was Mimi, wasn't it? You got a good memory. Anybody that let one of those dance-all girls talk him out of his money at a roulette table ought to be back in the third grade. Oh, I never went to the third grade. I can believe that, too. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it hadn't been for four and me, you'd still be there working yourself out of debt. All right, let's forget the whole thing. That was two years ago anyway. Well, just be sure you don't let it happen again. Yeah. Because we got to save what money we can make off of this trip if we ever expect to get to California. Now you're talking sense. You know I'm for going on a money-saving spree and beginning right now. That's the first sensible thing you've said. Say, right now, Floy, how about singing us a little song with that guitar of yours? Well, just soon, too, is he to play the fried chicken? Well, it'd be. Oh, just commence to begin. And if it's good, maybe Dean and me will join in with you. When it's twilight on the trail And I jog along The world is like a dream And the ripple of the stream 
with my soul. two sensible things. Well, then let's hit the hay. Boy, if we keep this up, we'll be in Abilene long before dark. Yeah, we've made mighty good time the past couple of days. Yeah, you know, I just can't wait to get my hands on one of them big store cook steaks. Oh, Spalding's Emporium for me. Food and fun. And don't forget to stay away from that roulette table. Oh, don't worry. I've learned my lesson. And it's still a good place to have a good time. Yeah, not to mention the pretty girls. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I can't hardly wait. Now, hold on a minute, you guys. Now, listen. Before we go in, just remember what I told you. Take it easy with your money. Those gals in there use some mighty clever tricks to get you in front of that roulette table. Yeah. And then it's too late. All right, all right. Come on, let's go. Hot ziggity, this is a life for me, boy. Hey, you know, I'm going to find me a table and order a steak about the size of Texas. Well, I'll go with you on that steak business, Dean. How about you, boy? You guys go ahead and eat. I'm going to move around and see if I can run across anybody I know. And don't forget what I told you about gambling. Oh, quit harping on the subject. Come on, Dean. Let's eat a whole cow. Yeah, you're talking money. Reese. You see that fellow roaming around over there like a lost cat? You mean the blonde, curly-haired boy? Yeah, that's the one. Looks like he'd go for a tear-jacking routine. Go to work on him. <laughs> I know my men. He's like putty in my hands. And I know my men. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, excuse me, ma'am. I didn't see you. It was my fault. I... I oh, I don't know what to do. Say, look here. You're crying. What's wrong? You... You wouldn't understand. 
Now, just hold on. Maybe I would. <laughs> there must be some reason for those tears. It's... It's just that I... That is... Oh, please leave me alone. Now, look, Mary. <laughs> you don't look like the kind of a girl that you'd be in a place like this. Now, I'd like to help you. <laughs> I'm afraid it's too late to be of help. You, you see, I... I had to go to work, and, and this is the only place where I could get a job. I see. And you just can't take it. Oh, I'm afraid it's much more than I bargained for. Well, what are you supposed to do? Mr. Spaulding says I'm to try to get the men to play roulette, and and I suppose I don't know how like the other girls. I've got to keep my job. It means everything to me. Well, I'm afraid you got me there. But I still think you're not the kind of a girl to be working here. Oh, I can't be too particular. You see, my, my mother's an invalid and the doctor bills and, well, everything piling up. I, I just got to keep my job. Why, I haven't had a customer at the roulette table all evening. Gosh, I wish I knew how I could help you. Real please, you better get your things together. You're not suited to handle this type of oh, job. but Mr. Spaulding, please, my mother. Can... All right, all right, but I'll give you just one more chance. Now, let me see you get busy. That guy ought to be herding sheep in Mexico. But what can I do? Look, honey, if it'll help any, I'll walk over to the table with you and play four or five dollars. Oh, would you? For you, I will. Now, as a rule, I don't go near one of those doggone things. But you're on a spot, and I'll do it for you and your mother. Oh, you're so good. You don't know what this means to me. Uh, wait a minute, just a minute. Are you looking for someone? Yeah, my two partners. Oh, I see them way over there on the other side. Well, perhaps they would like to play. Oh, no, no, no. And mind you, I'm just going to play a few dollars just to impress your boss. Oh, I'll never forget this with this. Well, come on, let's go over to the table. You're a stranger here? Yeah, we just drove a herd of cattle into market. We made count just a couple of miles east of town. Number 22 on the red is the winner. Sorry, better luck next time. Make room for the little lady and the gentleman. Right in here. No, yeah, that's fine. Right. Give me $5 worth of chips, please. Did I hear you say $5? He just wants to play a few dollars, Sarah. He's a friend of mine. All right, in that case, here are your chip friends. Thank you. Here's the five. Now get your money down, folks. Around and around the little wheel goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. Put a dollar on number 14. All right, honey, here goes. Oh, you don't know what this means to me. Number 14 is the winner. Hey, our friend, you're a very lucky man. Now get your bets down. Round and round she goes. Uh, try number 12 this time. Maybe you're good luck to me. Oh, I'd like to see you break the house. Then I'd be working for you. That'd be kind of nice. All right, I'll play $2. Number 12 on the red is the winner. Twice in a row for this cowpuncher. Get your money down, folks. Uh, try number 22 this time. You're the boss. Here it goes, ladies and gentlemen. Get your bets down. Get your bets down. Honey, I think you're a good luck charm. The wheel is in motion, friends. Watch the little ball make money for the winner. And she stops on number 22 in the red. Isn't that wonderful? Friend, this is your lucky night. Marie, if I'm not mistaken, you're my good luck charm. I'm going to play $5 on the next bet. <laughs> Sorry, friend, your last big bet missed the boat. But don't give up the ship. You can't get even that way, you know. Look, Marie, I'm in over $100. Now, 
Besides, Al and Jimmy are going to be walking over this way most any minute. But if you quit now, I'd feel that it was all my fault. I'd never forgive myself. Now, look, Marie, I know it isn't your fault. I feel number 13 is your lucky number. Why don't you try it? Well, I've played all the rest of them. Maybe you got something there. Try to even up on this one play. Well, I might as well be broke, I reckon. If I don't get that hundred back, I'll never hear the last of it. Give him one hundred dollars on number 13, Farrell. Now, just a minute. Oh, I just know it will win. Here it goes, folks. That's your way to fame and fortune. All get right. your bets down. Here goes. And the wheel is coming to a stop on number, number 13. Number 14. Number 14 is the winner. Well, that cleans me. I'm so sorry. Hey, what's going on here? Oh, uh, uh hello, Sloy, yeah. Dean. Uh, uh, this is this is Marie. Uh, uh, you heard the man ask the question. What's the answer? Now look, guys. This is uh, now wait. I can explain everything. Uh, I'm so sorry you lost all your money. Lost all your money? Is she kidding? Well, I started out to help Marie. Oh, don't say any more. I've heard enough. Well, this don't beat all I ever heard. And you're the one who warned us against all the fancy tricks the gals would use to get our money, huh? But Marie isn't that kind of. What's up, Mike? Some cattlemen at the bar look like mighty good prospects. Go on, give them the works. Turn the tears on good. Just a minute, Marie. What's this act you've been handing me? Whatever it is, you deserve it. I, I'm sorry, but I... Well, when a gal gets, has to make her money that hard, she's really hungry. Oh, look, you, you can believe me or not. <laughs> no, it's better to go over with I'm sorry. Save your tears for those other cattlemen, kids. <laughs> Come on, boys, let's get out of here. Oh, please believe me, I'm really sorry. And give I... my regards to your poor invalid mother. <laughs> Stunt you pulled, invalid mother, my eye. Well, I'll bet her mother plays shortstop for the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, it's all over. Yeah. And there's just one thing I got to say. Yeah, I know. You'll never gamble again. <laughs> you just ain't a kid, and I ain't. And anybody else that thinks they can get the first base making money the easy way is just as big a fool as I am. Well, that's pretty doggone big, if you ask me. <laughs> hey, you to come somebody riding into our camp. That looks like a girl. It is a girl, all right. It's that Marie from Spalding's place. Yeah, I wonder what she's up to. Huh? If I was her, I'd keep my distance. Just watch how quick I get rid of her. Oh, now, don't forget her poor invalid mother. Well, Marie, what are you doing here? Mr. Willing, I want to talk with you. All of you. I don't think there's much talking for us to do. Well, how's your poor old crippled mama feeling today? <laughs> Please, you, you, you've got to listen to me. It's going to be just a shade hard to believe anything you say. Now, speak your mind, kid, and then keep riding. Well, you see, it's well, like how's this. how's the roll table? Will you please listen to what I have to say? All right, kid, start reciting. I'm not going to tell you again how badly I feel about last night. But after you boys left, Folding's two men followed you back to your camp. What are you getting at? Is this another trick of yours? No, no, it isn't a trick. But I do know that Mike Folding had you trailed. And tonight they plan to rustle your herd. Mm. Are you sure about this, Marie? Why would I tell you such a thing if I weren't sure? Well, I reckon she's right, sir. Then we've got to act fast. Look, boys, I've got it. We'll drive our herd down the creek bed toward the waterfall. Well, what's the idea? Well, by moving them in there, the only way to get them out will be the same way we drive them in. In other words, you'll have the cattle protected by the falls at one end and the high creek bank on each side. Exactly. There's a huge boulder at the mouth of the creek where the cattle enter. All we have to do is hide behind that boulder, and when Mr. Spaulding's bandits ride through, we'll throw guns on them and their goose is cooked. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Boy, sometimes I think you return to normal good things. Marie, 
It was mighty nice of you to tip us off about it. I wanted to do something to make amends for what I did last night. Well, how did you know about the Spalding's plan to steal our cattle? Oh, how I know isn't important. But nine, life wouldn't be worth a plug roulette chip if you found out I told you. Oh, we wouldn't tell a soul, Marie. All we want to do is march that wrestling gang down to the sheriff's office. Well, they'd be surprised when you ride out from behind that big rock and trap them with the rest of the cattle. Well, Marie, I guess this just about evens up our score. Oh, I hope so, Foy. And please be careful tonight. Oh, don't worry about us, Marie. Well, I'd better rush back. If Mike knew about this, he'd kill me. And again, thanks a lot. Then I'm forgiven. All the way. I'll drop in to see you tomorrow. Well, I'll look forward to that. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye, Marie. Goodbye, Marie. Goodbye, you know, that was pretty decent of the kid. Yeah, to look at a sweet, pretty young thing like her, you'd never dream she'd pull that roulette routine she pulled on you. Well, it all goes to show you that I was right about her in the first place. Yeah. When I first met her, I sized her up as somebody real. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to know that she's proven that confident. Yeah, she's done a mighty good turn, all right. All of which goes to show you that I know women. Mm. <laughs> right now, let's get busy and move that herd back into the creek bed. Yeah, tonight we'll be ready for any number of cattle thieves they send our way. Boy, oh boy, this is going to be a thing. The minute they ride past this rock, they better start reaching for the moon. Yeah, and tonight the moon is shining mighty bright. Your gun's ready? Loaded for bear. You know, I can't understand why that gal did this for us. I know, women. Mm. She was just trying to undo the wrong that she had done. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, coming over that rise there. That's them. Now, remember, wait until they pass this rock. Then let's come right in behind them. Hey, they, they're riding mighty slow. Well, that's to keep from arousing suspicion. I don't get this. They know doggone well that they'd wake us up at camp when the cattle started moving. You know, that is odd. Their smart move would be to sneak into camp and get the drop on us and then take the herd. You know, that does seem kind of funny. Now, they're getting closer. I'm beginning to smell them out. Yeah, and I'm forgetting out of here and letting them take the herd. The mm-hmm. boss has got them insured. We could get our fool self killed. Let's get going. Stay Come right on. where you are and you won't get hurt. Say, what is this? This isn't a cap pistol in my hand. Now keep reaching. Marie, uh, what goes on You'll here? You'll find out. Drop your gun to the ground, quick. Hey, if this don't take the cake, I'll never eat another bite. Say, Marie, you can't get by with this. If I do, just remember that you helped me. Yeah, and you know all about women. You Shut know. up. All right, Hank, I got him covered. You and Carter move the herd out. Glenn, you and Dawson take these boys over to their camp. All right. Uh, what are you going to do with it, huh? Well, the boys will tie up the three of you and keep guard on you till we've had time enough to dispose of this herd at a profit. All right, man. You heard this, Jane. Let's get going. All right. We're, we're hey, going. they called her Jane. Yeah. Look, Marie, or Jane, whatever your name is, I'll get even with you for this. Slim, be careful with these boys, especially the blonde, curly-haired one. I'm very fond of him. Got away with every head. Amazing. Mark, I'm afraid you got a lot of explaining to do since the girl was working for you, you know. But I'm telling you, Sheriff, I don't go in for stealing cattle. No? I'll trim the suckers at my roulette table, sure. When it comes to rustling cattle, I don't want any part of it. When did you see Marie last? Well, she came in about 8 o'clock last night and packed her things. Said she had to go see her poor old invalid mother. Yeah, that mother routine's a hot one. Yeah, the men with her last night called her Jane. Jane? Are you sure? Well, that's what they call her, all right. Just a minute, boys. I think I can throw some light on this thing. 
I had it right here on my desk. Now, where is it? What are you talking about, Sheriff? Here it is. And to think she's been working right here in Abilene, right under my nose. What are you talking about? You see this picture? Say, that's her. Yeah, that is her. It's also the notorious female bandit, Hijackin' Jane. Are you kidding? Say, I've heard tell of her. Why, she was famous. Well, what do you know about that? Sheriff? Yes? I've got a letter here addressed in care of the sheriff's office for uh, Mr. Willen. Mr. Willen? Well, that's me. Let me have it. Where'd you get this letter, son? Uh, some woman that got in jail over at Crescent City asked me to deliver it to this uh, Mr. Willen. Uh, it seems they caught her with a stolen herd. Well, I'll be doggone. Some of these days I'll meet up with her and it's going to be too bad. Well, what does the letter say? Let's Ain't nobody's business. Sorry, Willing, but in the name of the law, I must see that letter. Now, looky here. Well... Oh, all right. I got it coming. Dear Curly, <laughs> please believe me, I'm sorry. You were so sweet about everything. <laughs> when I tell my poor invalid mother about you, I know she'll be proud of our friendship. <laughs> Perhaps we'll meet again someday. My love to Al and Jimmy, always Marie. Oh, yeah. Alias Hijack and Jane. <laughs> P.S. And don't ever let anyone tell you that you don't know all there is to know about women. <laughs> now, what's so funny? Oh, 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 man, oh, man, if I was you, I'd go bury my head in the sand or something. All right, all right, I'm licked. But I'll tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. If I ever hear tell of a man that says he knows all there is to know about women, I'm going to hit him over the head with a wet crowbar for being so doggone stupid. <laughs> Heard with the writers of the Purple Sage today were Miss Helen Gerald as Marie, Joe Forte, and Ira Grizel. The boys will be back with another Song of the West in a few moments. out of the West with another of your favorite songs of the West. America's great Western singing stars, Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage with Ragtime Cowboy Joe. Boys sing. Sing the herd to sleep in a basso rich and deep, wounded, soft and low. He always 
saddle as a swing. Back and forward in the saddle on the horse. That'll suit the face gator and it's such funny me to do the roll of his repeater. How they run? When they hear the fellas come because the western folks all know. He's a highfalutin' rootin' tootin' son of a gun from Arizona ragtime cowboy Joe. Cowboy! Cowboy! Ragtime cowboy Joe! It's been another mighty pleasant half-hour visit with all of you folks, and believe me, we'll all look forward to next week's gathering. Until then, this is Coy Willing speaking for Al Floy, Jimmy Dean, and all of the riders of the Purple Sage, saying so long and good luck to you all. From Hollywood, you've heard your all-star Western theater of the Embarer production, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Now appearing in Republic's all-color Western, The Last Frontier Uprising. My name is Cotton C. Clark, inviting you back next week for your all-star Western theater. <laughs>